Good afternoon, and thank you for joining How to Speak Maintenance. Our discussions today are about technology and in a larger discussion, how AI could have an impact on the multifamily maintenance industry. My name is Jason Fine, and I'm the National Maintenance Services Director at Camden Property Trust. And always with me is Becca Ramadi, who's the Vice President of the Texas Apartment Association Education Foundation. Good morning, Becca. Hi, Jason. With us today, we have some very special guests. Our first guest is Adrian Danila with RPM Living and an avid podcaster. I have to admit, Adrian, I'm excited to meet you as I've seen some of your material and I've watched your podcast. So uh, would you mind talking to, to the listeners about what you do at RPM and a little bit about your podcast? Sam here, uh, Jason, Becca, thank you very much for inviting me. So I'm Adrian Danila. Uh, what I do for a living is I am a uh, <clears throat> senior uh Facilities Director with RPM Living. For those of you uh, watching us that don't know who RPM Living is, we're the fourth largest uh, property management company in the United States. We manage around 180,000 units. My role is to oversee a portfolio of 30,000 units uh, over uh, Nevada, Arizona, and Texas. That's what I do for a living, right? Uh, outside of work and a little bit of a uh, background on me. I started back in 2003 in an industry as a groundskeeper when I was fresh to United States, coming to the country, trying to learn the language. Uh, started with a, a part-time groundskeeper job and, you know, just kind of wore my way up. Like a lot of the stories you'll hear in an industry, you know, to punch, to a technician, service manager. And then I had several um, director roles and one uh, vice president of maintenance and facilities role throughout my career. Um, it's a, it's a great industry to be in. I'm you know I'm very excited to be a part of this great great huge family, and um, thank you for having me today. Oh, you're welcome. That's that's a very impressive resume. So I'm glad you're on the call today. Today we also have uh, TJ Cupid Sanders with Madera Residential. Good morning, TJ. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm excited to have you on the call, TJ. You've you've a lot of experience in this topic and. And I'm excited for the listeners listeners to hear a little bit about your your background. Yeah, so um, I'm with Madera Residential. I'm the director of technology utilization. Um, I've been with Madera a little over eight years. Um, been in the industry about 15. Um, and I started out as a property manager, um, portfolio manager, and now I'm director of technology utilization for Madera. Um, Love the industry and can't wait to to have this discussion with you guys today. That's awesome. Well, let's jump into it. There's a lot of talk about AI and technology and how it will change the way we do business. Becca shared a quote with me the other day that I thought was pretty interesting. It said, AI isn't going to take your job, but someone who is comfortable with AI could. I, you know, I, it just made my, my, my juices flow and started thinking about it. And I was... I'm interested to hear more about what you guys think. So, uh, you know, my first question to you both is what sort of stories have you heard or experienced where companies are using AI to support maintenance team members? You know, when we were recently in Atlanta for Apartmentalize, you know, I spoke to um, several companies that are using um, AI for as, as a training tool. So <clears throat> we'll help, you know, if somebody's having issues with an air conditioner, they can kind of say, this is the issue that I'm having, and it'll kind of get them started in the right direction, or can maybe give them the correct information on how to fix it. 
Um, so that was something that was really new and interesting for me to learn this this year. So I haven't heard directly about AI being involved with enhancing the maintenance technician experience, but what I'm aware of is that AI helps with identifying the issues. What do I mean by that? When a resident calls in, there's AI on the other end of the line that helps pinpoint the issue. How many times do we see a service request that says the faucet is leaking without actually telling you where is the faucet located? You know, is it a drip that's coming out of the spout? Is it a leak underneath that's coming into the cabinet? Is it is it about to flood the entire apartment? That definitely helps a technician determine the gravity or the urgency of the issue. So there's AI that's capable and actually is being implemented as we speak in helping sort out those issues. That's uh, what I'm aware of as far as AP, uh, as far as AI helping uh, the maintenance technicians. As far as trading, I'm not aware of any tools or apps being available out there. I'm a, I'm aware of different technology, and maybe we could touch on that at a, at a later time. Yeah, I mean, I I was interested in it, in it as well, and I kind of threw some some uh, questions into. I think it was the Bing AI tool, and it was it it pumped out some answers about you know how to repair a washing machine. So, and like you said, TJ, it's. It, was it 100% accurate? I, I don't know. I, you know, it, it all depends on the information going into it, right? It's, yeah. You know, garbage in, garbage out. So, very true. Well, how do you see AI having an influence on the day to day tasks our maintenance teams face? I mean, it it might just not be troubleshooting. It might be something else. Do you, do you have you heard of any way else it might help with maintenance? I think mainly it's just gonna be enhancing the the technician experience, right? It's gonna help them get to the answers quicker and help them make decisions quicker, right? It's not gonna be, or not today, right? Especially in the current environment, AI is not gonna be something that it's going to replace the technician. Uh, we all know that we're dealing with massive uh, staff shortages, labor shortages at a national level. And our industry in particular deals with a high level of turnover and also a lot of uh, labor shortages. Well, think about AI as a tool to help with alleviating, alleviating some of that. So let's say that a task that a technician would spend 60 minutes on, they they could, you know, they should only spend maybe 40 or 30 minutes on. And that puts 30 minutes back in their day to do other tasks. That's the way I see AI like influencing and assisting technicians in their work and making it more efficient. Adrian, I wonder a little bit about, in addition to the statistics about the labor shortage, you know, we have older maintenance supervisors and those really experts in maintenance retiring, and we're not necessarily replacing them with the same level of experience and how at the very least uh, AI or some that expertise, or at least that troubleshooting can help with a younger technician as well. Yes, uh, th- that's a great question, Becca. Um, and I actually know of products that are available right now on the market as we speak. They're in the shape of an app on your phone. So you, you could literally carry the app around and that app will help you troubleshoot. How does the app help you? That particular uh, app has how-to videos of how to fix, how to troubleshoot. Uh, some will say, well, we could get that on a YouTube. Yeah, but on a YouTube for someone that's green, they don't know how to vet a video 
and say, this is the right way to fix it. Like this guy knows what they're talking about because me as a end user, I don't know if the guy knows what he's talking about or not. So it's not vetted, but you know, what this app does, you know, it provides at your fingertips, you know, uh, solutions for you, possible solutions to to help you troubleshoot. And I think the new generation that comes in, like you said, Becca, with not so much base knowledge or uh, legacy knowledge, right? They're coming in green into the uh, industry. This is going to be a very good tool for them. Why? Because they're technology driven. They love the technology. And the information that's out there is very valuable. And again, it's at their fingertips. It's not like we all learn, you know, with a large LMS companies that are offering training for maintenance that you got to sit at a desk behind a computer and complete a training class. They could even provide you that on your phone. So literally, if you take a five-minute break or you want to get out of the sun and hydrate, you could actually go on your phone and complete a module of a training module on your phone. In in other words, it enhances not just their experience uh, gaining in you know in troubleshooting, but in general knowledge as well. And everything is done on your phone. How amazing is that? Yeah, back in the day, I remember you'd have to make time to sit down in the office and find an open computer to be able to perform your training on. And now, like you're saying, Adrian, it's, I mean, it's at your fingertips. So I like what you said, Adrian, about time management, you were bringing up, it'll, it'll speed up the process. And and TJ, you, I think in our discussion, you were talking about how it could help with possibly with uh, turnover schedules, right? Yeah. So, you know, I think that <clears throat> it, it takes the guys or, or ladies, the service team members, a long time to, to walk, to take photos of the units and to, um, write down everything that's needed and then go back to the office or go to their, you know, and have to schedule one by one. And it's so much easier just to be um, in the apartment and do everything by one button and it sends out everything. It just makes makes their lives easier because I know they, they need extra time. There's never enough time in the day, right? Never. <laughs> you um so we talked about learning. I, I really want to talk about that. I mean, do you, you see any issues with learning curves or you know uh, any issues with rolling AI platforms out to maintenance teams like speed bumps? Yeah, I mean in in my opinion, um, I mean it's something new is scary for a lot of people. And so I think that if we take small steps and get our teams used to, you know, one or two things at a time, then they feel more comfortable with the technology itself when you start adding more things. And, and just, and I think just setting the expectation to say, it's okay. You're, you're not going to learn this tomorrow. We're going to do this together and, and just set the stage so that they don't feel overwhelmed or discouraged from using it. Yeah, definitely. What are your thoughts, Adrian? I think there's two pieces right here when it comes to learning. The first piece is how do people learn? And let's talk about specifically how maintenance personnel learns. I think a lot of us, you know, are very visual. We would like to see someone doing it. And because, you know, you can't really scale that model. Like you can't have 100 trainers on 100 properties at the same time showing hundred uh, team members how to do things you're gonna have to scale and the way the way you scale is where the technology comes into place um, so 
you make that scalable by actually doing you know how to videos and tips and again carrying those on on an app on your phone that's one way to do it another thing that i learned about how people learn is that each person is different first of all they have different goals you know they they want to learn for example hey i want to get better at hvac troubleshooting well if your company curriculum tells you that you know you had to take you know 20 classes which only one or two are relevant for you is that the best to use use your viewer time so i'm saying that blanket training doesn't necessary is not necessarily the best way to go about it you should have a core uh number of classes that are like required like fair housing and preventing the sexual harassment that everybody has to take you know it's legal compliance the second layer should be what the employee wants what do they want what they're passionate about what they want to improve on and then the third layer is going to be their supervisor. What is the supervisor's assessment about what this person needs to get better at it? And you make those, you combine those three layers, and that's going to be your ideal combination. Now, uh, when it comes to how we deliver the training, again, it has to be personable, it has to be any, and it has to be mobile, and it has to be applicable. In other words, it has to be the type of training that you could be exposed to and you could turn around and being able to apply it in a field if it doesn't have a direct application in a field it's not going to be the right training uh just a couple of words on technology right so this is the process this is how i see trading in 2023 technology should be something that the end user should be involved in you know we could sit here uh and of course, Jason and I had you know maintenance background, so we you know we know about maintenance. Like we we've been out there in the field, we are the end user. But for the most part, companies hire salespeople and they hire uh, code writers, and those two categories of people are building a product that's being handed to the end user and say, "We think this is great for you." We know end user input. I think the tech companies should be really looking into hiring, partnering with end users, with people that do maintenance on a daily basis and get their input and put it in their product in order to make it, uh, in order for the end user to embrace it. You, you're not going to be successful if you only sell at the top of the uh, um, each organization without the buy-in. And the way you get the buy-in is by getting the end user involved. And they will tell you what works and what doesn't work. I agree. Can't. You can make the vice president feel happy on the golf course about your product, but like you just said, if the end user is isn't embracing technology, then I mean I can give them an AI platform and and they're not going to use it. I mean, I, great story. I you know I work for a company that has cell phones for all the maintenance employees. Each maintenance employee has one. And I've walked into properties before, and there's been a stack of cell phones sitting in the corner, and it's sad, you know, because they're not embracing technology and they're trying to just do it the old way, which is, you know, how I did it with the carbon copies and you know filing all the papers away in the in the drawers at the end of the day. So, yeah, technology comes. TJ, I wonder if you've had any success or lessons learned about trying to get maintenance teams to embrace technology and where you've seen success there. Yeah, so we um, we were beta testing a product um, and we just chose a couple of properties just to, because we wanted those service technicians to tell us, give us the, the real feedback, like Adrian was saying, what, what works about this, what doesn't work? 
And by them doing that, I mean, first of all, they love the product and they were all in. And so then they were able to then help the other teams when we started adding a couple of more properties to that. They were they were the subject matter experts. Mm-hmm. Um, and to Adrian's point, I mean, having an end user be a part of the development is very important. Um, I do work for Madera Residential, but we also have a technology company, Quex. And that's kind of part of what I do is is help. Obviously, I'm not a code writer. I'm not any of that, you know, brainiac stuff. But when when things are being developed, we look at it and say, how, does it, how is this really going to work on site? How are the teams going to be able to use this? Um, is this accurate or what needs to change? And that's from the office team to the service team members. So we really, I'm glad that you said that because we really um, are developing products for people to use and to feel comfortable with. So that's great for those small property management companies that are listening. I mean, it, it, embrace it and try to, and like we're talking about, try to figure out how to get your your maintenance techs involved and, and get them to want this technology and to show them the benefits. I think that you know, if we're able to sit down with them and show them how an AI chat can be able to help you diagnose a, an issue, or it might actually lead you to a, a great video that you know, like Adrian was talking about. You know, these tools could actually help uh, speed up processes. And and like and like TJ was saying, yeah. not enough time in the day. You know, there's, no. you need more. And I can I can also add that um, you know, just just not AI, but you know, IoT. You know, we have smart locks and smart thermostats on a number of our buildings and our properties. And I can tell you that our service team members are thankful for those things when it's 110 degrees outside and they don't have to walk vacant to make sure the AC is set properly. Or when we had the hard freeze that the heaters were to, they, right at their fingertips, they could make sure everything was set properly. Um, and so think about how much time that saves and how much energy that saves them. So. I think they were very thankful for that at that time. Mm-hmm. Do you have property wide Wi-Fi? Is that is that how you're linking all of your your um, thermostats and locks? Um, so our 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 thermostats and locks are Laura Wang technology. Okay. So it's a little bit different. So you don't have to have property wide Wi-Fi, and it doesn't fail. So yeah. I think that's the that's the thing that holds us back. You know, Camden, we've been looking at trying to figure out how to connect more connectivity in our properties and how yeah. to get it out to our maintenance techs. Because sometimes they'll be in the garage down on the bottom floor trying to get specs on a washing machine, and and the cell signal and and Wi-Fi is horrible down there. And so they Absolutely. have to leave and go upstairs to try to get a signal to be able to get the specs and the wiring diagrams. Now all of a sudden they wasted, you know, 15 minutes. Whereas yeah. I think that's what holds us back from, you know, taking a technology to the next level. Absolutely. So, yeah. Well, Adrian, TJ, you got anything else to add to the conversation about technology or, or AI and how it'll, how to help our maintenance teams? Um, yeah. I like to say uh, that this part with, you know, Smartlux and uh, um, there's another very large conversation about centralization in the industry, right? Everybody's talking about it. Now, a very few people I heard that are actually acknowledging that you could do very little centralization and make it, in, you know, to make sense in maintenance. But what you could do, you could make it more efficient, right? With uh, systems like TJ just mentioned, have smart thermostats that you could, you know, uh, control remotely. 
locks, smart locks. Imagine that you know you, if you have your technician being able to access that lock on their phone, like literally, they don't have to go back and forth to and from the office. Imagine an environment where your vendors are not showing up at the office because you have a person that's centralization. You have one yeah. person that's overseeing the systems for maybe 10 or 20 properties. And vendor J construction, it's at apartment 102, ready to do a job. They verify, they validate that that's a, that's a legit person. A moment that they validate, they send them a text message with a link. And J construction, the worker just clicks on a link that takes them to uh, a door lock and he opens the lock for them. And they go, they do the work and that password vanishes in three hours is just a temporary password imagine how much time that puts back into your team's days that's fascinating that's actually a conversation in itself that i think is worth having maybe on a maybe on another episode right but technology the way this technology could help like this is the way so yeah. i'm very excited to hear tj that you know, your company is already doing that that's amazing yeah. thank you uh, camden recently rolled out smart locks on all the apartments and it, you're right. It's a game changer. Uh, during firing inspe- fire inspections, going into yeah. every apartment it is just sped up the process, and you don't have that big ring of keys anymore. <laughs> yes. Don't, don't get them you, out of order and make sure to write everything down properly. Yes. I don't, I don't know how many times you know you'd be moving the key and if one key would fall off, and you're like, oh no, where does that where does that go? <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. You know, I think I just I just hope that. Um, that everyone um, in the industry, not just our service team members, really embraces technology because I really feel like this is where we're headed, and it and it really is to make everyone's lives easier um, with staff shortages and not being able to find you know seasoned service team members. It puts a it puts a strain on not only the teams but our residents also. So we have to keep in mind that their our residents are extremely important and so we want to make sure we have time to service them and make sure that they're getting the service they need um so just embrace it know that nothing is perfect we all have to fumble around with technology at times but um we'll make it through together that's great it's great it's great to hear some positive examples the locks ways to save time because really the the sort of idea for this in- industry is how can, or this episode, excuse me, is how can we embrace this? How can it benefit service team members and make their lives easier? Cause we know they work so hard already. So this is just another way that um, we can speak maintenance a little bit easier and make life easier. So thank you guys so much for a great conversation. Thank yeah. you. Well, before we finish up though, I'd like to ask you both a question uh, it's it's not related to technology, but if there was one piece of advice that you would give somebody that's interested in the rental housing industry, what would it be? Either one of you. Um, honestly, I think just get in and don't be afraid to learn. Don't be afraid to ask questions. Um, education is is the way to go. Um, find a mentor, partner up, and just learn as much as you can. It's, uh, it's been a great industry to me. Um, I've been in the industry for 20 years, started as a part-time groundskeeper. Uh, it, it paid off, you know, huge dividends. Uh, I'm hearing a lot of folks in maintenance field saying that, you know, there's not enough opportunities. I'm of the opinion that, you know, your opportunities is what you make them. Uh, get in, be hungry, be curious, learn. 
volunteer to do the dirtiest jobs, the jobs that nobody else wants to do. This mm-hmm. is what, what's going to help you get up to the top the fastest. There's no there's no shortcuts. There's just a lot of hard work. Keep your head down, learn, learn, and learn some more. And before you know, like 15 years later, you're going to become that overnight success that you know you were dreaming about when you first started, before you know it. Um, so th- there's, there's a lot of opportunities. There's a lot of opportunities for all of us in this field. And you don't have to stay uh on a maintenance side for example you know i know presidents and coo or ceo of the companies that started just like me as a groundskeeper you don't have to stay in a maintenance field this is just an entry for you right it's like i said at the end of the day it's what you make it i like it thank you both for your insight and vision into what the future holds and what sort of advice you give to somebody looking to get into the industry I think that we'll definitely see a change in the way our teams and companies serve the residents. And I I hope you both will join us in the near future so we can have another chat, maybe possibly about how the implementation process went at our company. So absolutely. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for having us. Yeah. If you or someone you know is interested in any of our previous conversations, you can find us on uh on the go as a podcast wherever you download your podcasts as well as on facebook and linkedin and as always thanks becca for your time thanks everyone